Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Scramble is on, and I don't just mean at the Marty Morningwade quarterback school. Welcome in to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport offers the largest inventory of trucks, whether you're looking for off road, diesels, dualies, whatever you need. Visit nwmsrocks.com or go check out their new location in Missoula, the corner of Stevens and Mount. Northwest Motorsport, proud sponsor of the Nuanas Now Studio. Time to get to today. I'm hot and sweaty. I've been running all over Missoula. It's hot out there. I know that's a rhetorical statement. Everybody knows. But uh, down in Missoula, Big Sky, both this morning and this afternoon. So spent a lot of time on the turf. And that turf gets hot. When it's in the 90s, it's about 110 on that turf. But a fun uh, afternoon this afternoon. Marty Morningweg, former Grizz quarterback, longtime offensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, he hosted his annual quarterback school uh, down there at Missoula County Public Stadium. 
Special guest coach Jeff Garcia, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, an all-pro quarterback during the height of his career, and a great story for the kids, great uh, mentor for them to learn from, not just because of the heights that Jeff Garcia reached during his career, but also because of the path he took to get there. Jeff Garcia was not a big-time recruit coming out of high school. He, in fact, went to a junior college uh, and then ended up making his way to the collegiate ranks and then had to play in the CFL before he got to the NFL. So uh, definitely a lot of uh, adversity overcome by Jeff Garcia, but a true pleasure to interview him. So we have a bunch of audio from that uh, coming up here in about half an hour. I, I got a chance to catch up with Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky coach. Zach Cruz, standout uh, two-way player from Missoula Sentinel, the defending Class AA state champions. Caden Hewitt, most recent Montana Grizzly commit. And then, of course, uh, the star of the day, Jeff Garcia, uh, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers and Philadelphia Eagles, the guest coach at Marty Morningbags quarterback school here today in Missoula. So we'll get to all that here about 4.30. Also, uh, we did not give away Tagliari on Tuesday, so we're going to give it away today. So we have Tagliari Deli for you a little later on here in the first hour. So we'll be taking phone calls for that. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Off the top here, about two minutes, Sam Herder. Hero Sports is going to join us. He is the aficionado when it comes to all things FCS. He's been doing his top player rankings, uh, position groups from across the FCS. He sees a couple guys from the state of Montana ranked pretty highly. He's got Chase Lewis as a top three linebacker. As uh, is Troy Anderson at number nine. Sammy Akam came in at number five. A Montana Grizzly who's the fifth ranked wide receiver. So we get to that stuff and then uh, a whole bunch of other stuff with Sam as well as we continue to get uh, charged up for football season, the return of football season in the Big Sky State. Hour number two, our good friend Carolyn's going to swing by. Going to talk about a variety of different things, uh, as we always do. Chick doesn't know sports. And then 5.30, got a surprise guest. I'm not telling you who it is. But it was good to hear from this guy yesterday. And because I heard from him yesterday, I'm making him come on the show today. And hopefully that will be uh, exciting for all of you. One piece of news to get to before we get to Sam Herder from Hero Sports. Hamilton senior-to-be Tyson Rostad, uh, who has been a standout for the Bronx the last three years, the younger brother of Carson Rostad, former Gatorade Player of the Year and currently on the Montana Grizzlies. Tyson also coming to the Grizz. He will join the Grizz. He verbally committed yesterday. Uh, so he's been playing quarterback and safety at the high school level. He was also an All-State receiver back when he was a sophomore uh, when Carson was still the quarterback. So Tyson Rostad, currently the quarterback for the Hamilton Bronx, you know, also an All-State performer defensively. I'm not sure what he's going to play for the University of Montana, but he did commit to Montana yesterday, so that's their fourth uh, in-state recruit for the Montana Grizzlies. So uh, they are doing well in-state. Bobby Hout capitalizing on the fact there was a coaching change at Montana State. But also, sometimes, you know, it's not really a recruiting battle that you won. And I'm not saying that Tyson Rostad didn't get recruited by Montana State, but he's the younger brother of a current Grizz. He's a cousin of Jordy Tripp, an all-time great Grizz. Uh, so he's got a lot of family ties he's from down in the Bitterroot Valley. So grew up being a Grizz his whole life and uh, probably a dream come true. But Tyson uh, was going to join us today, but he had a... He had a hike plan. He was going to hike to the top of Lolo Peak. So I said, hey, buddy, enjoy your summer. Uh, enjoy it while it lasts. I know you got football coming up in a few weeks. So uh, you do that, and you can come on with us tomorrow. So Tyson Rossi will actually join us tomorrow. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Time now to go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in Sam Herder from Hero Sports. Good friend of this show, doing a hell of a job covering the FCS on a national level uh, for Hero Sports. So you can go check out his stuff uh, on heroesports.com. Sam, 
Thanks so much for joining us today. I know it was a sort of a, a late edition of the show, but I appreciate you coming on and having a conversation with me. So how's things going? What's going on? Hey, yeah, I appreciate you having me back on the show. Uh, summer's been good. Uh, it's, you know, things are ramping up now. It, it, you know, from my perspective, what we, you know, in looking at the site analytics and on, you know, just Twitter interactions, June was very slow, it seemed like, with, with uh, FCS fans. I think they're still catching their breath from the spring season. But uh, certainly it seems like fans are getting amped up uh, for the upcoming fall season. Well, I know that people around the state of Montana are absolutely amped because – it was sort of a, a double-edged sword here uh, in the Treasure State. A couple games for Montana, a lot of a lot of uh, coverage of Brent Vegan's first spring at Montana State. So certainly some storylines around Montana, but no real true action because both the Grizz and the Bobcats opted out of the FCS spring season. So I know people very excited to have football back. Uh, in the Treasure State and around the great state of Montana. So uh, just talking about that element, because the Big Sky was one of the leagues in the country that had some participate and some not. So sort of uh, this split. So what do you think of just the return of the full Big Sky Conference to the FCS landscape this fall? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, the Big Sky will enjoy having uh, those two Montana teams back and then Sacramento State as well. And, and honestly, the, the more I look into the Hornets, the, you know, the more I like them and, you know, their ability to be at the top of the Big Sky standings or near the top and be a playoff team again. Uh, and so it'll be good for the Big Sky to get those teams back because, I mean, the spring season was, you know, what, what it was, kind of a messy season, some teams not playing, some teams, you know, did play reduced playoff bracket. But at the same time, you know, I, I think the, the Big Sky was certainly disappointed with, with how the teams that did play, how they performed uh, during the playoffs. You know, Eastern Washington bowed out pretty early and got hammered by NDSU. You know, Weber State lost, uh, you know, right away to Southern Illinois after the Wildcats felt like they maybe should have been a top-four seed. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be nice to have those Montana schools back and also with Sacramento State because those are, are three teams, in my opinion, that are all uh, certainly playoff-worthy this up- upcoming fall. Let's talk about the here and the now. You've been putting out your uh, annual list that you usually do in the summer of the best returning players at specific position groups across the FCS. And I know today you put out your quarterback, so that's always a fun one, always one that's going to garner a lot of attention. But before we get to the actual analysis of this list of the top 25 FCS quarterbacks returning, just tell people sort of your process uh, when you're picking these lists and, and rolling them out like you guys do at Hero Sports. Yeah, so this series is a little bit new this summer. Uh, in past preseasons, I would just do the top returning uh, position player uh, per conference. So, you know, the best returning, the number one returning running back in, in every conference, you know, linebacker, quarterback. So it was basically just one top player per conference. I decided to switch things up this summer, uh, especially because, you know, half of these teams, or not half, but some of these teams haven't played in two years. Some some of these, you know, teams only played three games during the spring. And so I decided just to name the top 25 returning players at every position. Uh, you know, half of, half of the reason was just to kind of refresh in my mind to, to, to remember all these top players, but also just to give fans an idea of, of who the top returners are. Uh, you know, the process is, uh, kind of a, a combination of things. Uh, it, it's, you know, most of these guys are that are ranked are, are upperclassmen, and so I've seen them play, you know, countless times over the last three years. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily lean on statistics. Uh, I mean, Isaiah Fonte is a, is a prime example. I mean, he hasn't necessarily put up monster numbers, and I know he's, he's 
you know, battled some injuries, but he's a top 10 running back for me uh, ahead of some guys that put up better statistics. Uh, so I don't just, you know, look at the box scores and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, you, you have to produce at a high level. And so I do, you know, kind of check out the stats. And if you're, you know, been producing for the last, at a high level for the last three years, uh, I take that into consideration. You know, if you're a, if you're an all American, you know, that that's obviously a big deal. If you're an all conference player, uh, I take that into consideration as well, you know, especially because in some conferences the coaches help vote in that. And if you're a, you know, a three-time first-team, you know, all-conference offense alignment, that means you've gained a lot of respect uh, from people that cover that that certain conference. And so, uh, you know, NFL draft prospects as well take that into account on, on the pro potential for some of these guys. And so it's kind of a, a mix of things. Uh, certainly not going to be a perfect one through 25 uh, ranking, uh, and there's you know a lot of widespread talent across the FCS. Where you know there's you know at the wide receiver position, there, there's probably 15 other guys that that probably could have made the top 25 that end up not making it just because you know there, there's only room for 25 of these. Sam Herder joining us from Hero Sports on Nuanez now 1029 ESPN Missoula SWX Montana Television. The quarterback rankings from today, uh, just a couple guys from the Big Sky Conference included Justin Miller from Southern Utah came in at number 23, and then you have to scroll all the way down the list, but it's a big one, the number one quarterback on your list, Eric Berrier at Eastern Washington. And I will say, if there's any Twitter interactions, that's my favorite part about watching you roll these lists out, Sam, is you can tell people are excited and they care about the content because there's a lot of arguing and you know people from this school say, hey, my guy should have been higher. But just from a big sky perspective, I fully understand why there's not a lot of big sky guys on your list, not because of the talent of the quarterbacks in the league is lacking, but because there's hardly any proven guys in the Big Sky Conference. There's basically a quarterback opening at pretty much every school in the Big Sky, save Eastern Washington. I think probably Justin Miller at Southern Utah solidified that in the spring, but that was his first real turn at Southern Utah. But it's Barrier, Davis Alexander, Portland State, and that's about it. Everybody else is going to have a quarterback competition here come fall camp. Uh, so just take us through the Big Sky quarterbacks and particularly why Eric Barrier tops your list. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, like you said, in the Big Sky, most of the top teams, you know, do have that that battle. Uh, you know, Bronson Barron from Weber State was pretty close to making the top twenty-five. I think he has pretty good potential, but you know, just need to see a little bit more out of him after his uh, freshman season. And so, I think Bronson Barron is uh, is solid at Weber State. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Eric Berrier, I mean, the top three, you can probably go in, in, in any order. I mean, Cole Kelly is the, the reigning Walter Payton Award winner yet. I only have him at number three. Uh, I like Eric Schmidt from Sam Houston a little bit better than Cole Kelly just because, you know, Schmidt, you know, if, if FCS fans watch the playoffs, he came in clutch, uh, you know, game after game. Uh, and really was had some gutsy performances, so I like uh, Schmidt from from Sam Houston. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm with Barrier from Eastern Washington. I just, you know, it's one of those things where if I had to pick one quarterback to lead my team uh, this upcoming season, I would go with Barrier just because I, I really like having that uh, that quarterback run game. Uh, and I know Eastern Washington is you know, kind of seem like they've reined Barrier in a little bit and don't let them run as much. Uh, but you know, maybe they'll. Uh, you know they'll they'll let him loose this this year for his for the uh, for his senior season. But yeah, I mean he's he's got a good arm uh, when he tucks it and run. He's he's got great speed, and so I went with Barry as my as my number one player or number one quarterback. Sam Herder joining us, Hero Sports on Nuanez now ESPN Missoula. 
Let's talk about some of your other rankings. I know that one, uh, they had a couple uh, key Montana guys on it, uh, but that also was the source of some discussion around the great state of Montana, as well as with linebackers. I know you had Jace Lewis and, and Troy Anderson both in your top ten, but I know there's a lot of Bobcat people who are saying, hey, if there's eight linebackers better than Troy Anderson, show them to me. But I know Troy has not necessarily played a full slate out linebacker yet. He's been playing both ways for most of his career and then had an injury that sort of uh, hindered the end of his uh, last season in 2019. So uh, he will be healthy for this upcoming year, but still got some stuff to prove despite uh, how talented of a kid he is. But I uh, just take us through the line backer analysis because there are some good ones in the big sky including the kid at Idaho and Trey Walker who was ranked number one yeah Trey Walker uh was number one Jace Lewis number three uh you know like you said uh Trey Anderson uh number nine and just scrolling through it quickly uh, I think that is it for the big sky linebackers out of uh or no Never mind. Uh, number seventeen, uh, Southern Utah's uh, standout. Too. I'm not going to try to pronounce his, his name, but uh, uh, Lakia something Davis. Uh, he, I mean, I, I did see a comment that you could argue that yeah, he belongs higher on the list than number seventeen, just because he really uh, is all over the place. Uh, but as far as Troy Anderson, yeah, I mean. If you're good enough to be in the top 10, then you're probably good enough to be in the top five. And if you're in the top five, you probably have an argument to be uh, number one. Uh, the thing I always I, I go back to is, you know, I, yeah, I have seen some Montana State uh, fans say, you know, there's no way there are eight better linebackers in the FCS than Troy Anderson. But at the same time, I mean, how many of these fans have, have seen uh, Forrest Ryan play, or how many of these players have actually seen Ryan Greenhagen uh, play, or, or Logan Backus uh, play? Uh, and so for for Anderson, you know, I think it's uh, he probably will rise up on the list, but he hasn't really had a full season uh, just yet at the linebacker at the linebacker position. But I do think he is he's one of the better ones. Uh, and you know, I scrolled right past his name, but Connor Mortensen uh, from Weber State, he's at number seven. And so there are uh, you know a number of, of big sky guys uh, in, in this top ten. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Jace Lewis, you can make the, the the argument that he could be top two, or you could also make the the argument that he could be maybe outside of the top five as well. So uh, yeah, there are. Uh, a ton of really good linebackers in the FCS spread all across the country. And it's an honor to be on any, any of these lists just in general. Sam Herder joining us from Hero Sports, breaking down some of his top 25 rankings of different position groups from across the football championship subdivision. Let's talk proudly just about the FCS. I know we had you on, Sam, right when the uh, spring season had been completed and got some of your takes and analysis of, of what was a great run by Sam Houston and what was a great run that fell just short for South Dakota State. Uh, but now that we're getting a little bit closer to the return fully of the FCS across the board, uh, including a fully functioning Big Sky Conference, any new thoughts or anything that's particularly got you excited as uh, fall camp now, uh, less than a month away around all of college football? I think it's mostly just looking at right now. I feel like there's a pretty good tier one, uh, and that'd be uh, Sam Houston, South Dakota State, James Madison, and North Dakota State. But I feel like the the tier two teams are, you know, right there into being uh, tier one. They just have to answer, uh, you know, some question marks with Montana. Uh, you know, it's the quarterback position, it's the offensive, offensive and defensive lines. You know, if they can improve on those positions or, or, or find uh, a QB one uh, that, you know, makes plays like Dalton Snead did a couple of years ago, they can certainly, you know, jump right into tier one and be a legit national title contender, uh, title 
contender. The same thing with Montana State. Uh, you know, the pieces are in place there. Uh, you just have a new coaching staff, different schemes. Uh, you, you know, we'll see if Matt McKay is the guy at, at quarterback. Uh, but, I mean, Montana State, if, if McKay comes out and, you know, just, just the, the the starting position uh, in the fall and comes out and lights it up, but then, you, you know, you have Montana State jumping right into Tier 1 uh, as well as national title contenders. And so I think that's the... That's kind of the main storyline going into the, into this season. Is it seems a bit more wide open uh, than it has been in the past years. Usually, it's been, I mean, NDSU, JMU, and then maybe a uh, South Dakota State State sneaks in there, or Eastern Washington sneaks in there, like a few years ago. Uh, but for the most part, there's really only been two or three legit national title contenders. Now, I feel like there are four main ones with. You know, like I said, Montana, Montana State, even a Weber State, Southern Illinois, teams like that, uh, that can certainly jump into that discussion once the season hits and we, we kind of see them play some games. I know you put out the, the Hero Sports Top 25 uh, rankings uh, recently. A lot of respect for the big sky. Three teams in the top 10, I believe, four teams in the top 20. Uh, and then Sacramento State also coming in a little late uh, later on in the top 25 as well. Um, where do you think the big sky, just in general, ranks among FCS leagues, at least uh, in your preseason estimation of the league coming into the fall? Yeah, I would put the big sky as the number two conference right now behind uh, behind the Valley, uh, ahead of the CAA, and then the new AQ7 uh, I would put uh, as the number four conference, that's the WAC ASUN merger for this one uh, season before those two conferences kind of go out on their own. But yeah, I think the, the Big Sky is number two. Uh, the one thing I will say about the Big Sky is, is it has been a little top heavy in past years, but I do think, you know, that tier two behind uh, the main five of Sac State, Eastern Washington, Montana, Montana State, and Weber State. Uh, I think that Tier 2 is certainly improving. Uh, UC Davis, uh, I think they have pretty good potential. Uh, Idaho made some pretty good uh, strides during the spring season. Uh, I mean, even a team like Southern Utah, you know, they were pretty competitive in, in basically all of their games, really, during the spring. Uh, you know, I think Portland State ha- has pretty good talent uh, as well. And so I think that Tier 2 uh, it, it has gotten stronger in the big sky, but I still think that there's kind of that, that main top five team that will be fighting for most likely, I would say the big sky gets four playoff teams uh, this year, but there's, there's a, certainly a chance that the big sky could rise up and, and maybe get five teams into the playoffs. If that happened, it would be the first time it's ever happened for the big sky conference. I know they've gotten four a couple times, uh, almost always three uh, lately four. But five would be an all-time record for the Big Sky Cowboys. Sam Herter joining us from Hero Sports here on Nuanas now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. I want to circle back. You mentioned Sacramento State. I think Sac State, how do you even put this into proper evaluation? Sac State gets not a lot of coverage. We cover them at Skyline Sports, particularly when they're good. Uh, but not they don't get the coverage like Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, North Dakota, North Dakota State. You know, a lot of these... FCS programs that are in more rural areas, it's just a lot bigger of a deal to the people. And so Sac State, that then the fact that they don't get a lot of coverage uh, regionally or statewide or, or nationally outside of basically what Skyline and Hero does, uh, combined with the fact that they were the first Big Sky team to opt out, maybe even actually the first FCS team to opt out of the spring season, they've been sort of hiding behind the curtain uh, the last little while. And uh, so I'm so interested, though, because they were – the Big Sky Conference champions in 2019, and they took it to 
Eastern Washington, Montana, I guess Eastern Washington, Montana State, and Montana in consecutive weeks and really took the league by storm and then used that to make it to the playoffs for the first time in their school's history. And uh, they've been sort of outside of the limelight ever since then. You said the more that you uh, study this Sac State squad, Sam, that you like them. So what do you like about them? Because I agree with you. I think that they're being overlooked right now. They are the defending Big Sky champs. Yeah, I have I have Sac State number twenty uh, in my poll, and you know I I could probably make the case that they belong in the top fifteen, and probably even scoot them past uh, Eastern Washington. But you know my my poll is kind of set in place as it is uh, right now. But I, I think there are probably three things uh, or three main reasons, in my opinion, why maybe they aren't getting as much love, and that's because one, yes, they haven't played in in nearly two years, and so you know maybe. For some voters, you know, they, they slip the, their mind or something. I think the second thing, too, is, is Kevin Thompson, the All-American quarterback. Uh, he's now gone. And, you know, when he was, I think it was, it must have been 2019, uh, he was, you know, absolutely electric. And then he got hurt. And then, you know, Sac State just didn't exactly look the same when he got hurt. And even when he was out there, you could tell he was banged up and, you know, just kind of looked like a different team. And then three, just with how they ended the 2019 season, I think has given a lot of people pause uh, just because they, you know, they had that historic season. They were the number four seed, get a first round by, and then Austin P comes in who, you know, doesn't really have that great of a track record and, and wins in Sacramento 42, 28 in a game. If I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't even that close. It, it was a 14, you know, 14, 14 point win for Austin P, but, but they, you know, really dominated that game uh, more than the score maybe indicates. And so I think it's those three things that are working against Sacramento state as far as getting more, preseason love, but they still have some dudes back. I mean, Elijah Dotson uh, is, you know, he, he does it all for that offense at the running back position. You know, Pierre Williams is a, is a great a great wide receiver for them as well. So they still have weapons. Uh, I know they, uh, I don't know if they've named him the starting quarterback, but I know they do have an FBS transfer uh, coming in, or that's already there at the quarterback position. So maybe they, they, they saw that, that quarterback question mark uh, right away in the season. And then, two, I mean, they they avoid Montana State, Weber State, and Eastern Washington in the Big Sky slate. And so that's, you know, another thing I, I take into consideration as well is schedules because, you know, Sacramento State certainly has a great chance of avoiding those teams to end up winning the Big Sky title. And if you win a share of the Big Sky title, that, that means you probably are deserving uh, of a playoff seed. And so that's kind of why I like Sacramento State as well, because I, I think they can their schedule sets up where they can have a nice record and set themselves up for a, you know, a potential uh, playoff run. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, joining us here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching statewide television, SWX Montana TV. And you mentioned the, uh, the FBS uh, transfers, kid from Nevada, uh, who Troy Taylor, head coach, brought in uh, to be maybe the, maybe the replacement, at least uh, in uh, in the running for to be the replacement for Kevin Thompson. Caden Bennett is his name. But here's my thought on Sacramento State, Sam, is that I started kind of studying Troy Taylor, actually, when he was the head coach at Folsom High School because he coached uh, back-to-back national players of the year at the high school level in Dano Graves, who ended up at Cal Poly eventually, and uh, Jake Browning, who was a great player at Washington, but was perhaps the most statistically prolific quarterback in the history of high school football in all of the United States of America. Uh, Jake Browning, I believe, threw 90 
three touchdowns his senior year? I mean, it's just absurd to even think of these numbers. And I remember sort of monitoring that and wondering, well, who is this coach that's producing these guys? Well, then all of a sudden, Troy Taylor is working for Bo Baldwin and coaching Cooper Cup and Gage Gubertis from Washington. And then all of a sudden, Troy Taylor is the offensive coordinator at Utah. And then all of a sudden, he's back uh, in the... Central Valley there, coaching Sacramento State. And I just think that Troy Taylor is such an innovative offensive mind. So much about his system is cerebral. So much about it is uh, learned on the chalkboard, so to speak, or on the whiteboard, not necessarily by doing. And obviously by doing is the, the most effective way to teach any level of football, whether it's quarterback play or otherwise. But I just think that Troy Taylor is going to have, whether it's Caden Bennett or one of the other uh quarterbacks on the Sacramento State roster. I just think that Troy Taylor is going to have those guys mentally ready to roll come fall, so it's just going to be the physical execution of it all. So I just think that uh, maybe the time off could be a benefit for Sacramento State and the rest of the uh, the Hornets' offense. Yeah, that, that's definitely a, a fair point, and it's you know, it's amazing what you know, because obviously he's he proved himself right there in, in his debut season uh, as a head coach at Sacramento State by turning around that team within one year. And it, it's not like he brought in a bunch of transfers to do it either. I mean, all the standouts in 2019, whether it was Dobson or Kevin Thompson, like they were already there. Then he just comes in and, you know, kind of puts a special twist on things. And next thing you know, you know, they have a winning record. They're here the Big Sky title. Like I said, they're the number four playoff seed. So, yeah, that's a fair point that, uh, you know, his track record is there. Uh, and so whoever does win that starting quarterback battle, uh, you know, is most likely going to be a pretty solid quarterback. And, and they'll get tested early uh, as well. I know they have an FBS opponent. Uh, Northern Iowa is coming to town as well. And Northern Iowa is usually, a, you know, kind of that playoff contender uh, fringe team. And so, uh, yeah, we'll get an answer pretty quick with Sac State. And if taking two years off was, you know, hurtful for them as far as their execution uh, early on in the season, or maybe they'll come out, you know, just fresh legs and just kind of running all over the place compared to a Northern Iowa team that, uh, you know, certainly took its lumps during the spring season and had some injuries during the spring as well. It's also worth noting, it's a great point you made about the scheduling. The Big Sky, Big Sky Conference, excuse me, continues to have an unbalanced schedule, and who you play and who you don't play can have a pretty big impact on uh, your overall record. And so Sacramento State at Montana, September 16th, that'll be one of the games uh, of the season for sure. But like you said, Sac State, they do dodge Montana State, Weber State, and Eastern Washington. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, joining us, breaking down all things FCS here on Nuanez Now, 102.90 ESPN Missoula. Sam, one last Big Sky question for you. What is your take on Eastern Washington? Because... Um, I think that you mentioned Eric Berry, the quarterback, the, your evaluation of him. I think it's been a flawed strategy by Eastern Washington to not run Berry as much as they used to. Uh, I know they're trying to keep him healthy. He's their dude for sure. He's an All-American. But I just think he's at his best when he's stretching the pocket, getting out on the perimeter, uh, operating the zone read stuff that they did a lot with him in his first year as a starter. A lot of the, um, a lot of the, the run-pass option stuff. I mean, he is... One of, if not the best RPO quarterbacks I've seen at this level when he's hot. I mean, that game against Maine in the in the either quarterfinals or semifinals, I think it was the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, the year that Eastern went to the national championship game. My goodness, I mean, he, he had it rolling as good as anybody. I mean, he was looking like MVP-level Carson Wentz throwing the RPO stuff that they had in their offense. Uh, but I just think that Eastern... There's a lot of thoughts around the school right now because of sort of the decline uh, in in uh, the athletic department from a financial standpoint. 
You saw this mass exodus in both men's and women's basketball. There's a lot of drama from an athletic administration standpoint from a lawsuit by the former basketball women's basketball coach to uh, a potential another one coming from the former soccer coach. And I just wonder if this influences the if it impacts the overall environment of the athletic department as a whole. But regardless, all of that aside, because I'm sure you are not pouring over that nearly as much as people here around western Montana and eastern Washington might be. But just from a football perspective, what do you think of eastern Washington coming into this year and just sort of the trajectory of their program over the last several years since Aaron Best took over? Yeah, and I know that the the whole, uh, uh, you know, whether to drop football or to drop athletics to down the division and that kind of whole mess, but that certainly is being used against eastern Washington in the recruiting trail. Uh, and I mean, you can, you know, kind of form your opinion about that, whether that's dirty recruiting or, you know, that's just a part of the recruiting game uh, in general. But I mean, it's, it's hard to, you know, really fault any other big sky teams that are maybe going after a guy, uh, along with Eastern Washington, you know, pointing out that, Hey, you, you know, Eastern Washington, their, their athletics is, is kind of on shaky ground and they're, you know, you know, there, there's kind of that, that whole mess going on over there. And so I do know that is being used against Eastern Washington, in recruiting, they still are bringing in high-level guys. Uh, it, it's just kind of like you said, you know, how how long can this be uh, sustainable? I mean, even even throughout the 2010s, they were they were doing a lot with little and making runs to the semifinals with a small budget and not a very big stadium and and all that. And so, it, I do wonder how sustainable uh, it is. Uh, I think I wrote somewhere recently that the, the teams of the last couple of years just don't seem to have the juice that, you know, the, the, the 2016 team did. Now, That's granted, right. that, that team had a few NFL wide receivers <laughs> well, right. uh, on it, but it, it just seems, yeah, it, it, but it just seems like, I mean, Jones is an all American level wide receiver. Their offensive line has some pretty good players. We've already talked about Barrier. Uh, like, they have good players. Um, you know, I know Chris Ojo transferred, but they, they have some individual standups on defense. It just seems like, you know, maybe it's a depth issue, uh, but it, they just don't seem to have that juice compared to uh, a few years ago. And we'll see if they can rebound. Uh, but I do think with, with Weber State rising, uh, Montana and Montana State rising back up. That's kind of pushed Eastern Washington from the team to beat to being that number four, number five team in the conference. I totally agree with you. I love hearing you say it because I've been getting a lot of blowback, a lot of pushback because the people around the big sky, they have a lot of respect for Eastern Washington. They should. Eastern was the team of the decade in the 2010s out of the big sky conference. I mean, and that's the first time you could say a team other than Montana was the team of the decade for about two decades in a row because of the Grizz uh, domination. But all that said, I totally agree with you. And I think more more than anything, the perception of that comes from not necessarily even the players that are at Eastern right now, but the players that were there before. I mean, you're right. They do have some some really good guys right now. But they're not as good as the ones that came before them in those same positions. And so you're not trying to sit here and compare and contrast too much, but... You know, I don't see a Taiwan Jones. I don't see a Cooper Cup. I don't see a Sam Zdebi Cup. I don't see a Gage Gubert or a Bo Levi Mitchell or a Vernon Adams. And, of course, I mean, how could you? Those are some of the greatest players in the history of the Big Sky Conference, in the history of the FCS division. And so much of that's a testament to Bo Baldwin and what he was able to to continue to build uh, coming after Paul Wolf there at Eastern Washington. But I was glad to hear you say that because I, I have the same perception. Eastern Washington's still good, still a solid program. They're always going to be at least pretty good because Washington has such great high school football. There's only a couple options in state at the Division One level, so there's not a lot of competition in recruiting. 
And there, Eastern just has some some unique advantages as well. But uh, interesting and uh, satisfying to hear uh, someone else sort of agree with me on that. So I appreciate that, Sam. Uh, Sam, tell everybody where Sam Herder, by the way, Hero Sports, joining us here on Nuanas now. Tell everybody where they can find all your great writing, all your great work, follow you on Twitter, all that great stuff, because uh, you're putting out a lot of content right now that I think that people around the great state of Montana would really enjoy. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Sam Herder FCS. And then our website is Herosports.com. And, you know, we have, you know, stuff coming out just about every day, uh, Monday through Friday, kind of gearing up toward the FCS season. Well, thanks so much for making some time for us today, my man. And uh, maybe we'll catch up with you here in a couple weeks. Are you going to Spokane? Yeah, I'll be there at the Big Sky Media Day. So excited to get back out there and talk with uh, some media members and obviously talk with some coaches and some players as well. So, yeah, I'll be out in Spokane. Gosh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll make sure to circle up with you and round, round you up for a beverage or two because God knows I haven't seen you in real life in about two years. I'll look forward to it. Thanks so much for being with us today. <laughs> hey, that sounds great with me. Thanks again for having me on. Sam Herter, Hero Sports. Guys do a great job, man. He's uh, he's kicking. He, he's really uh, prolific, and he's doing a lot of fun stuff. And uh, he's sort of the dominant source when it comes to FCS stuff this time of year with his lists and his countdowns and stuff. It's it's nothing serious. It's all fun, but it keeps conversation going, and it gives you something to get hyped up for for football season. So go check out Sam Herter at HeroSports.com. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. I got a chance to watch some of the best quarterbacks in the state of Montana today getting coached by a phenomenal quarterback, a former NFL guy, and a phenomenal quarterback's coach, a former NFL offensive coordinator. Marty Morningweg's quarterback school took place here in Missoula today. Reaction from Caden Hewitt, Zach Cruz, Matt Johnson, and the one and only Jeff Garcia right here on ESPN Missoula right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. If you want it, here it is. Come and get it. Mm-hmm. Make your mind up fast. If you want it, anytime I can give it. But you better hurry because it may not last. Did I hear you say that there must be a cat? I saw a Facebook meme today, Coulter. Okay, what did it say? And it said, here's a daily reminder that the Beatles were trash. (laughs) And it made me hostile. And it's a very sad thing, Coulter, don't you know? Well, I, uh, you know, I would say that that meme was made by me, but I could never figure out how to make a meme. <laughs> I've made some memes. I don't even day. know how to access memes. Where, where do they find, where do you find them? The universe, Coulter. The universe oh, at man. large. Oh, man. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, your favorite daily Beatles-hating show. Also a sports talk no, show. No, Beatles-loving show. Well, I guess if that's what Tommy wants, that's what Tommy gets. 
1209 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I had a great day today. It was uh, fun being down there at uh, Missoula Big Sky at Missoula County Public Stadium, um, hanging out with some of the best quarterbacks around the area, around the state, and a couple of great quarterback coaches as well. Marty Morningweg, former Grizz. Uh, quarterback and then a longtime NFL coach. He's back in town. He hosts this camp each year, Marty's Quarterback School, uh, featuring some of the best from around the state of Montana. And uh, it used to be kind of just in western Montana, but there was guys today then from uh, Helena High, Caden Hewitt, latest Grizz commit was there. Uh, Reed Harris, great-looking athlete out of Great Falls High, who's a name I'm going to have my eye on for sure. Uh, he's a guy that's going to play He's going to play college sports at uh, some sport at some school. I promise you that. He's only a junior, going to be a junior, but he's a great athlete, great specimen. Uh, Zach Cruz from Missoula Sentinel down there as well. Cruz is, was a standout tight end and defensive end last year on Sentinel State Championship team, and he's transitioning to quarterback this year. So it was fun uh, watching him compete as well. And to some other guys from around the surrounding area and around the state too, about 15 young men down there. Learn from some of the best, Marty Morningweg and uh, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia was a great quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't have as long of an NFL career as he might have deserved because he played in the CFL to begin his career. But an awesome story of perseverance and uh, grinding it out. I think a great example for these young guys because Jeff Garcia was a junior college guy coming out of high school. Then he had to go to the CFL first before he got to the NFL. But he still made it, and uh, not only made it, but was a top performer uh, by the time his um, NFL career was all said and done. So uh, we're going to hear from several different people here. I'll probably take a break in between these sound bites because we are almost up against it a little bit. But we'll get one in here, and then we'll get uh, three more here before the end of the first hour. But first, let's hear from Matt Johnson. He's the head coach for the Big Sky Eagles and uh, a guy that helped facilitate this thing, helped these guys get it launched, get it off the ground, but also a guy that's been around the Class AA ranks for quite some time. A veteran of the coaching world. Always fun seeing Matt Johnson. I know that uh, we don't try to play favorites around here. Uh, we And I love all the high school coaches in Missoula. And I love all the high school coaches around the state. It's always great catching up with everybody. But Matt and I have just known each other for so long. I mean, Matt's first year coaching at Big Sky, he was the freshman coach when I was a freshman. And he was my linebacker's coach all the way through uh, high, all the way through high school at Big Sky. So... Uh, Johnson's a guy that's meant a lot to me. He's mentored me a lot in my life, and it's always been fun uh, seeing him grow, and I'm, I'm glad he's still with it. I, he's a, one of the best things going down there. Amazula Bigs guy, great positive mentor uh, for the young people in our community. So here's Matt Johnson, some of his thoughts on the quarterback camp with Marty Morningweg and Jeff Garcia today down at Missoula Bigs guy. So first of all, what do you think of the opportunity for these kids? Because not only learning from a well-renowned quarterback's coach, but also uh, an all-pro quarterback as well. So Jeff Garcia being here is pretty cool for the kids as well. Pretty amazing. It's a pretty special deal that these high school kids get this type of camp. Uh, I don't know if they all fully appreciate how awesome it really is until later on. Um, in fact, I was talking to one of my buddies about it and said, God, we didn't have that when we were in high totally. school. You know? So, yeah, pretty really appreciative that they come and do it. Um, and you can tell they maybe even enjoy it more than the kids if you watch them out there. And that's pretty cool. Sometimes when kids are getting private coaching, it's sort of weird because it's outside of the program for yourself as a head coach. But Marty himself is just so easy to get along with. So it seems like that's pretty linear. It's pretty easy for the kids to pick up stuff and not pick up stuff you don't want them picking up, right? Oh, totally. And the things that he's working on aren't specific to any one team either. Right. Right? And so skills and drills, and he can – it's huge he shows them film they see that and then they go out and work on those same things and it's transferable across all levels and uh i think that's something that's really special is that it's it's 
specifically based to fundamental movement of a QB and, and what they do, and uh, they get a ton of reps out of it. What do you hope your guys took from this? You know, a couple main things, and I had a conversation with them on the field. First of all, take the leadership piece that they, they really hammer on. That that whole mental side, I think, is underrated in all athletics. Uh, you hear about it a lot, but it is it is a big deal, and you heard uh, Jeff Garcia really hammer on it, and I thought that was cool. So I really hope they, they heard that and they buy into that. Um, and the other one is, I, I heard him say a couple times, these are things you have to work on. And like what I told my kids, not just with practice with us. These are things you can do at home. You can work on those footsteps at home. You can put extra time to it. And I heard Jeff Garcia really emphasize that as well. And I, I think those are two of the bigger things they could take from here. That's part of the coolest part about Jeff Garcia's story, too, is because he became an all-pro starting NFL quarterback, but wasn't recruited out of high school. Goes to play for his dad at junior college. Has to go to the CFL before he gets to the NFL. So uh, more, I guess, more of a realistic guy to sort of pattern yourself after, right? Totally. And he's super humble, but you, just by watching him, you get why he made it to that next level. Right. And for our kids to see that and hear his story, as he repeated it to him, right? And um, I think that alone helps a kid recognize and say, wait a minute. I, I can do this stuff, right? I got to be confident in myself and my abilities. Confidence is key. Johnson and I were talking about that as we walked off the field as well after the interview got over. I mean, Matt Johnson from his little big sky joining us here on Nuanas now, by the way, uh, recapping some of the stuff his guys and some of the guys from around the area learned at Marty Morningwig's quarterback school this afternoon. I guess this morning and this afternoon. To play in the NFL particularly, but but just to play high-level football, period. Being big and fast and strong helps a lot. The best guys, though, the number one thing that sets them apart is their mentality. It's their confidence. It's their their willingness to sacrifice their body for their themselves, their team, uh, the greater cause of, of a football team's goals. Uh, it, it's a mentality, and confidence is so, so huge. Believing in what you can do. I think that's what these kids get when they get to be around guys like Jeff Garcia and Marty Morningway. They realize... On one hand, these guys obviously know what they're talking about. Great acumen, uh, great um, people to mentor young men. But also, they realize these guys are just normal guys. They're just humans like all the rest of us. But also that the thing that sets them apart is their confidence, is their cerebral abilities, is their belief in themselves. So hopefully that's something that that everybody took uh, from today's action. Zach Cruz, Caden Hewitt, and Jeff Garcia. All here on Nuanas Now, right after this. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Montana, Coulter Nuanas, 
It's new on us now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. British Open's rolling right now. Louis Oosthuizen, the early leader, he fired a six-under round today. Jordan Spieth in second. So good to see Spieth uh, maybe making a run in a major. He's been sort of in the conversation, but not actually in the mix for a couple years now, ever since his meltdown at the Masters. And uh, Spieth has not been on the trajectory he once was. NBA Finals are also rolling along. Olympics coming up. You need to watch any of the great sporting events taking place this summer or any time at all. Head on down to the Silver Slipper. They have 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports on, whether it's the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup, uh, anything in between, whether it's the Olympics or the British Open. Silver Slipper will have it on for you. They have drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite teams at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Card table's back open, so you can hit them up, 333-1500, 333-1500 to reserve your spot. Stop by today. See why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Walmart on Brooks. Our coverage of Marty Mortimer's quarterback school continues and the second part of this, we're going to give it our prep extra, which is presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank. They have a new location in Helena. Uh, Farmer State Bank Helena welcomes 1889 Coffee House and Headwaters Craft House to their newest location. Stop by on all your travels. You need to refinance your home equity or you want to have a home equity loan. Your home can be worth more than ever. Use your equity to make a difference. Pay off high-interest loans. To find out more, FarmersEbank.com. That's FarmersEbank.com. Marty Morningwags Quarterback School took place down Missoula Big Sky today at Missoula County Public Stadium. I caught up with several of the participants during the quarterback school, including Caden Hewitt, latest Montana Grizz quarterback commit out of Helena High. He was there, and uh, he looks the part. He looked impressive. Here's Caden Hewitt. A couple thoughts on what he learned today from both Marty Morningweg and guest coach Jeff Garcia. First of all, just tell me how you found out about this kid. Because um, this used to just be Missoula guys, right? So now Helena guys coming too, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Coach Evans talked to me. said there's a great camp at, uh, that Marty puts on. He invited me down wanted me to come down. So Coach Evans talked to me about it, and I was like, hell yeah, I'll go and uh, throw with Marty and throw with all these great quarterbacks and stuff. It was fun. Being around the other good quarterbacks from around the state, what was that like? It was fun meeting new, new meet new people. Um, I met Isaiah. I haven't talked to him ever, and he's cool, and uh, uh, all these guys are great, great competition, and yeah. First uh, football activity since you committed, so did you feel more at ease, or was it any different? No, it wasn't really any different, but I am really happy about what I um, that I committed in Montana and stuff, and I'm excited. And, yeah. Anything particular that you're going to take away from this that you're going to want to carry over uh, into fall camp, into the season? Yeah, definitely all the drills that we did. Marty really, has a lot of knowledge in the game. Um, uh, put us through a lot of great camp, I mean, drills, and I love what what, what we did today and all the reads that we did. And So, yeah, I'll definitely put that in the, our uh, practices and talk to my coach about him. You guys are all young enough. You guys probably don't remember Jeff Garcia playing. Uh-uh, no. But that must have been cool, though, too, kind of just knowing his story yeah. and, and knowing where he came from. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's awesome. He gave us a lot of tips today, uh, gave us some awesome speeches, too, and uh, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. Caden Hewitt, hell of a high quarterback, following Martin Gornigwig's quarterback school. He's a recent commit to the University of Montana. Zach Cruz, all-state player, both sides of the ball from Missoula Sentinel last year, a tight end and a defensive end. He's got offers for both Montana and Montana State to play uh, in the Big Sky Conference at uh, one of those two positions. But he'll also be playing quarterback 
for Sentinel this year, and he looked darn good. Here's Zach Cruz on some of the stuff he picked up today from both Marty Morningweg and Jeff Garcia. Well, come to wait tomorrow morning. He's going to have a new iPod. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so, first of all, just tell me about this experience in general, learning from a, a guy that coached quarterbacks in the NFL for 25 years and a guy that played in the NFL for more than 10. So, what, what did you think of just being out here today? It's super exciting um, to learn from these two greats. We've done it on the collegiate level and the pro level. It's it's really a blessing because they got a lot of knowledge at this position and they know what, exactly what they want out of this position. When you hear a guy as coached Brett Favre and Donovan McNabb, and Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson. I mean, how do you not get intimidated by the knowledge that Marty has for you? Um, he's a great guy, honestly. He has a great personality. He loves us. I mean, like he was saying, he probably has more fun out here than we actually do. So, you know, even with the, that high, that career that he's had, he's still a loving guy, and he's really actually cares about our well-being and what we're doing at the high school level. I know you've played quarterback, but not really that much at the varsity level yet. So what will you take from this uh, afternoon, I guess this day, that you'll translate into getting ready for this next season? Uh, it's good because I've seen more other AA varsity quarterbacks out here. So it's nice to see how they're doing and where their level's at and where I need to be come season time so I can put my team in the best position they can. Some studs too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You got Hewitt out here, Reed, uh, Isaiah from West. It's a good. I mean, it's a little competition before season starts. It's, it's a good, good, healthy competition. We were teasing. We were saying it looks like uh, four outside linebackers out there playing quarterback. Oh, I, I had to give Hewitt a little, a little crap when I made the, made the buck. Yeah, but you know you don't let a DN beat you. <laughs> Just give him a little hard time, but it's good. It's friendly competition out here. It's all good. So what's next for Zach Cruz this summer? I know you've had a busy summer already. So what are you doing now between now and the beginning of football? Oh, uh, we got team camp coming up. We go over to uh, Coeur d'Alene as a team, and we got three days over there, and then we got a little break before uh, we start practice and tour days. Zach Cruz, Missoula Sentinel. Always fun catching up with Zach. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. It's our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Recapping Marty Morningwig's quarterback school today. Some of the best quarterbacks in the state. You just heard from Caden Hewitt, a Grizz commit who's at Helena High. Zach Cruz is getting a lot of interest at a variety of different positions from colleges across the northwest United States. Uh, he's a Missoula Sentinel kid who will be a senior this year. Time now, though, to hear from Jeff Garcia. Garcia... Multiple-year starter, multiple-year Pro Bowler during his time with first the San Francisco 49ers and second the Philadelphia Eagles. Garcia was uh, had the, the misfortune of following behind Steve Young in San Francisco and then uh, after Donovan McNabb in Philly, but an underrated yet really good career, and uh, he was an outstanding player, uh, particularly during his peak as an NFL quarterback. So cool to have Jeff Garcia uh, in Missoula mentoring some of the best players in the state of Montana. Here's Jeff Garcia's thoughts on coaching some of Montana's best. For you to be, is this for time in Montana? First time in Missoula. Yeah. I've driven through Montana before, but first time actually here in Missoula. And what a great experience to be out here with these young quarterbacks and just sharing wisdom, knowledge, uh, energy, excitement, passion, all the things that relate to the game of football and Leadership with the quarterback position, mental, physical toughness, knowledge of the game, all those things that you have to incorporate in order to be that guy on the field, to be that game changer, to be that leader, that that focal point. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for Marty reaching out to me about a month ago and inviting me as a guest coach and uh, giving me an opportunity to come out and share my story, share my life. 
It's been awesome having Marty back in town. He's become a good friend of our show. He comes on all the time, and he's a great storyteller. But from your perspective, I mean, he coached so many great guys. So what is it about him that makes him such a good quarterback's coach and has made it so that you've had this relationship with him long after your playing days are over? It helps when you have a guy who's actually played the position. For sure. You know, Marty played in high school. He played at the collegiate level right here. And, uh, you know, so he gets it. He's been in the pocket. He's been in the huddle. He's been in the meeting rooms where he's had to be a leader. He's had to learn a system. He's had to operate and, and function within, within a system. And so knowing that he has that sort of knowledge helps his credibility in the classroom with the elite players. There are a lot of guys coaching at the NFL level, especially at the quarterback position, that have never played the quarterback position. Right. And to me, that just doesn't make sense. Totally. As someone who plays it, as someone who's been through it, it's a different mindset as to how to relate to that position and how to coach that position. And so for me, just being around Marty when I was with the 49ers and then being back with him with the Eagles, uh, how his mind works, how he attacks the field, how he stretches the field, uh, very innovative with Coach Andy Reid out there in Philly. Uh, very smart man as to how he ran the West Coast system and how he got the quarterbacks to understand how to operate the system. And it really was an education. It was a mentorship and an education for me to learn and to apply what I was learning in the classroom onto the field. Well, now that you're getting a chance then to coach, what's this like? That's, that's sort of full circle for you, right? Now you are the guy teaching the young guys. So what did you think of this experience in general, and, and what is it like for you passing on your knowledge? Well, I love being able to share with the young people. I mean, part of who I am is to give back and to be able to relate and to share my story. It's not a story like most of these guys who play at the elite level, who right. play in the NFL. I didn't get drafted. I didn't go to major college right out of high school. Right. I went to a junior college. I played for my dad. I didn't go into the NFL after college. I went to the CFL. Right. I heard to earn my stripes. And, uh, you know, my main story to them is that, hey, don't let anybody deny you. It's about you. It comes from within you. How good do you want to be? How much do you want to challenge yourself? How much are you willing to work at it, to dedicate yourself, to better yourself, to take the tiny details of the game and get really good at it? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really just sharing with them that they can – walk that same path and not to let anybody say that you can't do it if anything that should drive you to prove people wrong you got to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder you got to have a little bit of confidence a little bit of arrogance to you in the sense of stepping into a room and being able to take on what's being thrown at you and for me uh, to be able to share just uh, my motivation my inspiration my emotion I get excited and passionate about the game of football when I'm around it when I'm around these guys I want to compete with them even though I'm 51 years old I want to yeah. I want to demonstrate the drills I want to compete with them in the drills I want to show how it's done because that's that's what got me to where I got to and what helped me achieve and to be opportunistic in life. We're not going to get a lot, a lot of opportunities that cross our paths, but when one presents itself, you got to be ready to strike and take advantage of it. Great advice from a guy who overcame a lot to become one of the elite players in the NFL for at least a portion of his NFL career, Jeff Garcia, longtime NFL quarterback, helping out at Marty Morningwag's quarterback school here in Missoula. In the middle of July, it's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you, a chick who doesn't know sports, and a surprise guest. Keep it right here on ESPN Radio.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.